you guys. I'm your host, Stacey Cole Morgan, and you are listening to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast here on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pod HQ, or wherever you find your preferred podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about the Atlanta Phase 2023 season recap and the Atlanta Falcons' thoughts on training camp so far, what it's been like since I've left the training camp from what I've seen on Twitter and just overall opinions that I have going forward with the Atlanta Falcons. So without any further delay, let's go get straight into today's action. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Welcome to the Morgan Man Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Stacy Cole Morgan. Here on the Morgan Man Sports Podcast, we talk Atlanta Falcons news, pre-game predictions, and all other news surrounding the Atlanta Falcons. Touchdown, Atlanta! Also on the podcast, we talk Call of Duty League, esports covering roster mania, major predictions, COD champs, player trades, and much more to get you ready for every single CDL weekend. Scuff goes through, and Scuff stands, wins the one-on-one, and Optic with the reverse sweep. If that sounds good with you, put on your Falcons jersey, grab your gaming headset, and let's get the show started. So we are going to go ahead and talk about the Atlanta Falcons first to go ahead and get them out of the way. Ever since day one of the public training camp where fans could go watch the players practice and everything, it really intrigues me to see how the Atlanta Falcons definitely come alive after I freaking leave the training camp. I mean, yes, the defense was atrocious when I was there and there was some highlights on the offense. But whenever I left in like days three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, whatever the case is right here, you know, the Falcons are coming alive on offense, especially. Defense is still standing out. No matter what, the defense is still standing out. And you got to thank Ryan Nelson for that, our new defensive coordinator. But the offense, Desmond Ritter is starting to really come into rhythm. With his playmakers, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Nicole uh, Pruitt. I mean, you know, you just name it, B. John Robertson. B. John Robertson is definitely having a field day. Right now, he's got the smoothest, and I mean the smoothest, footwork that you can imagine right now. For him being a rookie. For him being a damn rookie. He's got the smoothest footwork, route running, all that pat. And just imagine what he's going to do during the preseason right here because you know he's going to be a starter, if not at least behind Tyler Algier at the running back position. It's going to be a rotational piece for sure at the running back position, but when it comes to wide receiver, he'll even tied in for that factor. John Robertson is definitely going to be rookie of the year. And just based off the training camp, let's just, and let's just not get ahead of ourselves, but just based on training camp alone, that's rookie of the year right there already. 
You know, you can talk about your Bryce Young, your CJ Strouds, whoever, but B. John Robertson definitely should be candidate for Rookie of the Year. Uh, again, Desmond Ritter having a tremendous camp so far. He's had two incredible days, especially whenever it's the 11-on-11 series. He's throwing absolute dimes to his receivers. Again, McCole Pruitt, Bijan, Drake, all them. Taylor Heineke definitely is having a good one. He's our backup quarterback behind Desmond Ritter. And let's talk about the defense as well. Defense is definitely getting stops left and right. You know, being able to sack the quarterback in multiple instances and getting these interceptions. So definitely that is something great to see. Love to see more of that in the preseason. And and I always know that the preseason is not a huge determined factor of what you're going to be during the regular season, but it should be a small little indicator. It's just like last year, the Falcons near about went 3-0 in the preseason and was flawless on all sides of the ball, offense and defense, but that just did not translate in the regular season because we finished dead last in our division at 7-10, but so did the Panthers and the New Orleans Saints, and the Buccaneers finished, what, 8-9 and nine at first of the, the uh, division, excuse me. So those little pieces that the Falcons were missing, you know, you really got to sit here and think, damn, if we would just had those few pieces last year, we would have been a playoff contender with a nine and eight record instead of, you know, seven, 10 or eight and nine, we would have had a winning record. Like that Chicago Bears game, we could have won that. Uh, The Saints game where Desmond Ritter almost came back and won that game for us. He got progressively better. You know, first game out on the field against New Orleans. Yeah, he did okay. Second game against Baltimore. Definitely really great, but still not just like excellent. You bring him back home to Atlanta against the Arizona Cardinals. Balled out right there. And then the fourth game, the last game of the season, I should say, tremendously balled out had touchdowns, had runs, hit his targets left and right. Tyler Algier hit a, you know, a thousand yards on the season. I mean, everything was clicking right there towards the end, but it was too late. So now we got Bijan. We got a defense coordinator who's really going to be tough on these guys. And I think this is going to be a 10 and seven win team. Hell, maybe even 11 and 6 wins at that for the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, shout out to the Falcoholic, uh, Kevin over there. Again, I've been mostly keeping up with him through Twitter right here to, you know, give you guys the information. So, shout out to Kevin from the Falcoholic or I believe Nation Podcast Network. So, guys, what do you think about the Atlanta Falcons so far? Do you think this is the gear that. I'm not going to sit here and say Super Bowl, but I'm going to say say at least the playoff appearance. Maybe a divisional round exit at best for the Atlanta Falcons, and then that's when you guys sit here and start thinking, okay, we're a playoff team. Now next year, 
do it again and get us to the damn Super Bowl, Arthur Smith. You know, because us Atlanta fans, we we are hungry for a Lombardi trophy to be brought back to the city of Atlanta because it's never been to the city of Atlanta, but we'd love to damn bring it. So speaking of Atlanta teams that actually has won a trophy, guys, the Atlanta Fates has definitely had an incredible season this past year. Um, did not, you know, win COD champs, of course. That sucks. But we did win the Major 2 tournament, which was held in Boston. And, I mean, it was it was okay season. Definitely a lot of head scratchers. In the tournament so we're just gonna go through all the stats my thoughts on the season and with a grade situation in that case and we're gonna do this for all 12 teams for the entire Call of Duty League season leading up to the start of the 24 season for Modern Warfare 3 so of course we are starting off with the Atlanta phase so their total map win-loss is 123 to 90 that's 57.7% Serious win loss is a 34 and 18 with a 65.4%. Your series history, so stage one, match number one, Boston, we lost at one to three. Then the very next match, which was the LA Thieves, three two, then lost to the Toronto in two three, and then beat the Las Vegas Legion. 3-0 in the stage one qualifiers. We went two and two. And then for your major one, which was a neutral site in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh Group C winner qualifier. Or excuse me, yeah, Group C round one match one. Los Angeles Gorillas 3-2. And then Group C winners qualifier Seattle 3-0. Winners round one, match three, Las Vegas, three one. Winners round two, match two, Toronto in a three one fashion. And then we lose in the winners final against Seattle and then make it to the losers final against New York and, a th and lose one to three. Stage two, we went three and two. And of course, our losses was against to Minnesota, 0 and three, and Optic Texas. In a 2-3 fashion, definitely we had their number right in that situation. But when it came to that S&D, just things weren't looking promising. But we did finally get our revenge on New York in a 3-2 fashion and in Seattle in a 3-0 fashion. And then when we go to the Major 2, we went totally undefeated in 4-0 fashion. Wins against Boston, Toronto, Minnesota, and the Los Angeles Thieves for the Major 2 Trophy. For Stage 3, Match 116, you know, we lost to the Los Angeles Thieves and won 3. Then we bounced back for two series wins against London and Las Vegas. Lost against Texas yet again in a 1-3 series, so we went up 2-2. Two two. The Major 3... The major three was honestly our very worst disappointing major so far. After just winning the major two, we only beat Seattle in the winners round two, match one. Winners final, Toronto won three, and losers final, and against Texas, 
up to Texas in a 1-3 fashion. Stage 4, uh, two, and, 2 and 1 in that stage right there. Wins against Toronto and Minnesota, but did lose to Seattle 3 The Atlanta face always has a kryptonite against Seattle. Then your major 4, losers round 3, match 1, we won against Toronto. Loser round 4, we won against New York and a 3-2. And then the losers final, we went up yet again against Optic Texas. And this time, Texas beat us 3-0, or the Atlanta Face Squad, I should say. The last stage, stage five, it was a flawless stage for us. A wins against Las Vegas 3-0, London 3-1, Boston 3-1. And then the major five, you know, again, we have... Wins against Toronto, Las Vegas, Minnesota, and then the grand finals. It was a 3-4 for the Atlanta Face Squad. And then for COD Champs, ladies and gentlemen, we we beat Seattle, lost Toronto, then beat Boston, Seattle yet again, and then lose to New York in the losers final 1-3. Place third for the entire COD Champs series right there guys and let me tell you it was it was an up and down season pretty much and whenever you really sit here and think about it their grade should be no more than about maybe a b plus because you started getting things clicking at the last minute but it was obviously too late i felt like your highest peak was definitely major two winning the entire like major two like stage setup through qualifiers and through the playoffs right there for that you know again stage two or major two i should say so that was your peak and then of course your lowest was the major four where you went oh and or excuse me yeah one and two out of the entire series optic definitely had the number advantage this year outside of one time but still won the series where we had the 2-3 advantage, or excuse me, 2-0 advantage, and then Optic comes back and wins 3-2. So, again, my, my grade for the Atlanta phase is a B plus. You definitely had some right maneuvers, tactics, and everything going into each series, but it still wasn't enough. The hard points definitely needs to be worked on. The hard points definitely needs... That focus of we need to stay aggressive, get on the point no matter what the case scenario is. Don't wait for backup to arrive. Get on the point, start earning some some points on that money hill, and then when backup shows up, that's great because now you can stay on it even longer. But fight for that spot. S and D, you know, the S and D was very great in my opinion. Uh, the Atlanta face had 2.98 kills per round. First blood was 55.8%. Overall KD was a 1.17. Engagement per round was 5.53. Deaths per round was 2.55. And number of maps was 70. So, I mean, look, just looking at the entire thing right here. And, yeah, again, Search and Destroy, 49 and 21. That is your... Overall record, hard point 47, wins 42 losses in control. You finish at a point 500, 27, 27, 
wins and losses. So again, B plus for the Atlanta phase. Definitely the addition of Draza will help the season for Modern Warfare 3, but how much will it help and how long can Simp and Draza really sit in the same room together and play professional Call of Duty and try to win the chip to bring back to Atlanta? That's going to be the question to ask moving forward. You know, and again, a, a BZ has stepped into this beef uh, Stellium tries to stay out of it. I've never seen really much of Twitter in- engagement from Cell, but he just he responds by you know gunning you down and you know making you suffer for you know what you said about him like in game. So I really do like that about Cell. The entire Atlanta Face Squad is definitely a team to not be reckoned with. Like. They will win, and they're going to win very big, but they're also going to lose very big, too, in certain situations. So this offseason, definitely, again, Draza is a great pickup for the Atlanta Face squad. People are already saying that this is Cod Champ's approval to be the Modern Warfare 3 Call of Duty League World Champions. And then the run-up, of course, is Tron Ultra, but we'll be definitely getting to those at a later time. So for all my Call of Duty League fans, what do you think about the Atlanta phase? What is your grade score for the Atlanta phase? You know mine is a B plus. You know, your your highest peak this past season was Major 2, winning the trophy finally and breaking that curse of not winning a single major in the Vanguard season since the cold war year for the 2021 season so it's it's been a long time so guys i hope you did enjoy if you didn't make sure to like button wherever you are listening from iHeartRadio, spotify google podcast make sure you are subscribing and listening and giving a five-star rating on spotify and apple Podcasts. it sure does mean a lot check out belly up sports media network coverage from all kinds of college football teams is on there i know the sports grammar podcast i believe they are talking lsu football now because we are just now 29 days away from the time of this recording on august 2nd from college football and of course one day from nfl football which by the time you're hearing this on friday you already know that the browns or the jets have won their very first preseason game but again guys hope you all enjoyed and i go work we'll catch you all later peace thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here